Hello and welcome to our show, How Was Your Day Podcast. I'm your host, your boy Drew, always joined by the two homies, GQ Nesto. How you doing today? Doing well. Smith CEO, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest on today's show. Um, Miss Brittany, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Oh, I'm, we're, we're doing blessed. Doing good, thanks doing for asking. Good. Thank good. you for asking. We we wanted we wanted your input on you know obviously COVID has changed the way we're going to do things for a long foreseeable future. Um, mm-hmm. It reestablishing a new norm, and I believe you work in the uh, healthcare health healthcare field. Um, can yeah. you explain what what you actually do? What's your uh, what's your job role? What's your job title? So I work in the neonatal intensive care unit. A lot of people know it as the NICU. Um, in this unit, we take care of babies that aren't quite a uh, term. They don't make it to term. So it could be 28 weeks, um, maybe as young as 25 weeks. 28 weeks to two term. And we basically provide these babies with life support. We put them on ventilators and um, they're in incubators and we give them everything that they need to sustain life. And um, it's something that can't really be done outside the womb if they're born before term. They don't have very much of a fighting chance, but with our help, they do. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that, well, thank you. We, well, I want to say thank you for what you do. How long have you been uh, working in your uh, career field? I've been working in the NICU for five years. I was lucky enough to start my nursing career right out of um, nursing school as a new grad in the NICU. I actually pursued my career a bit further, and I just graduated in April with my master's. Oh, look and at you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Doing it. Um, I have to take my boards, and that's going to be for women's health nurse practitioners. So. Okay, I'm so. taking a different avenue, but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Same. What, um. What caused you to become interested in and in get into a, a field like this? Job security. <laughs> um, I, I I found myself being the person in my family that I want everybody to come to. If, if things aren't going right at their appointments, I want to be the person to let them know, hey, maybe we should try this or go in this direction, or maybe you should ask your doctor this. I want my family around as much as possible, as long as possible, and I want to make sure that that, hap- that happens. So that's kind of what interested me in the medical field. Respect, respect, 100%. Like, how do you feel with, with, with obviously, like, the whole process of how everything is changing within the medical industry? Like, you know, obviously you've been you've been around, and now with covid and all that i mean how 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 have you adjusted to all that um craziness i i would say i've acclimated fine um to the whole change um in hospitals what we've implemented in our hospitals is we don't have very many visitors anymore so unless a patient's going in for procedure any visitors can't come to the hospital we have to wear masks for the 12 hours of our shift and we can't take them off, and that goes for parents visiting their babies or um, doctors, type of medical staff. So we all have to to stay protected, and everybody has to help protect everybody in there. So we're kind of looking out for each other. And it's hard for parents 
and um, sometimes patients to acclimate to that adjustment because if, if you're not in the medical field, wearing a mask for 12 hours out of the day is, is not the norm. If they're uncomfortable, a lot of people don't wear them appropriately and they can be a nuisance, especially if it's something that you're not used to. So I, I would say I could speak for myself and say in my experience in being in the medical field, I hadn't really made much of an adjustment because it was something that we were already doing. Okay. Definitely. I understand that. But do you think uh, with the added risk of COVID, has it, your practices and the procedures that you guys do, I, I think you just hinted on that, but has it made anything more challenging or more difficult to do what you do on a daily basis? I would say in my specialty, no. Um, however, the hospital that I do work at, the COVID floors are constantly full. Um, there was actually an instance where when it was the peak of COVID in my hospital, they were calling down to every floor possible to look for ventilators because it was overflown um, in the hospital. So they were looking for machines that we used on babies to fulfill this need. So it hasn't really changed or affected us as my specialty, but it has affected the adult population and the nursing staff and the medical staff um, and those other specialties such as med surge, um, pediatrics, um, mothers that are pregnant and, and those other kind of specialties that kind of affected them more. Okay, that's understand. Uh, do you feel like it's uh, our our current um, situation and climate right now in our country with COVID and stuff like that? Is there added stress? How are you managing your stress? Because I, I believe you you're a mother, right? Yes, I am. I'm mother of three, and I actually just had a newborn, so I have a three month old. Congratulations! Congrats. All of this, thank you. You're just like superwoman um, over here. What? She really is. She's like a superwoman. Like she, like I mean, think about it. Like seeing all these things that she sees on a daily basis. That's impressive because I mean, I see one dead person and I'm like, I can't even sleep by myself no more. You know, like it's it's tough. And like knowing that you're like a mother, and then you know you're you're a hero during the day. Like I mean that that's respect. You know, my hats off to you and and obviously all your your accomplishments that's very impressive thank you so what are you doing to manage like manage everything i know that's a lot to juggle uh it definitely is what's helping me manage it is my support system um i lean on my husband a lot i lean on my parents a lot um in times i find myself getting stress relief just being with my kids being in the medical field in general is very stressful because you see a lot of things the average person doesn't see. You see death. You see people struggling for their lives. You see parents grieving because their child is in a place where they're, they don't, they're not supposed to be. You know, they're supposed to be inside the womb and growing. So it's, it's been very stressful for me um, because I, every day I go to work, I fear getting it. Even though I work in this specialty unit, I still have to walk through the general hospital to get to my floor. And um, walking into our hospital, we have these monitors where it picks up our body temperature and it tells the person if we have a fever and then they proceed to ask us any questions if we have any signs and symptoms. And this is for every shift. 
um, that any employee of my hospital has to go through in order to make it to their floor to work their actual shift. So at any point in time, if you know anything about COVID, you know that, you know, for a period of time, you can be asymptomatic and you could have COVID. So every time I step outside my door and I go to work, I'm risking my life. Um, and I, I have to face the, the fact that there, potentially I can contract it and I could bring it home to my family. So that in itself has made it very stressful for me to function um, in being in the medical field. Do you feel that um, were you a little bit more extra cautious? Like meaning like what I say, like, you know, normally you're around people, they may sneeze, they may cough. But when they're doing it nowadays, it's like, oh, man, you potentially just infected me. You know, and I know it's even like magnified. And you know, I'm only using my imagination. I I, I would only imagine that it, it's it's even more intense inside of a hospital. Like you got somebody oh, coughing and sneezing, and you're like, oh my gosh. Oh. Absolutely, it it definitely makes you question who can you really trust. Um, it makes you question family members. It makes you question coworkers, um, best friends, or who you think are best friends, and you know how people take the virus seriously or not, lack thereof. But um, it actually has us as nurses, as peers looking at each other. If we hear a, a, a peer cough or sneeze, and it's like, can I really trust you? So <laughs> it's, it's. Don't it go out with her to lunch. In general, yeah. So we're questioning everything. If somebody's doing something they have no business doing, it's like, are you sure that's allergies? Or, you know, do we need to report you to the manager? Should you be here? Because, I mean, it's. As, much as we want to make light of the situation and joke about it, it's really not a joke. Right, it's still a serious situation. So basically what yeah, you're saying is it's a lot of snitching going on in your hospital. It is what it is. <laughs> I got a question for you. I mean, I know you're in the NICU unit, so you guys are kind of segregated from the whole thing. Um, have you encountered any mothers or babies born with COVID? Um, we haven't had any babies. Uh, COVID isn't really transferred from mother to baby. Okay. Uh, just being in the womb. But... Um, uh, I believe at other hospitals they have had mothers that have been affected from COVID and I believe I even read that some mothers were affected to the point of either not seeking the appropriate medical attention or not being able to fight it and they have lost their lives and lost their babies behind. Yeah. Well, hey, we we definitely salute you for what you do. I mean, I, if no one told you they appreciate you, hey, we, we appreciate you. Definitely. Uh, we here at the Howard Your Day podcast, we appreciate all that you do. Uh, me specifically, because um, my sister had triplets, and they were in NICU for, I believe, like three or four months. So my hat's off to all NICU nurses. You guys are amazing. Thank you. That's intense. That's intense. Just thinking about, like, what you go through. I mean, yeah, that's. So I have another question for you, Brittany. You being in the, in the, in the field, what are your thoughts on COVID vaccines? Would you take um, it? No. Oh, good answer. Can you elaborate on why? Um, I wouldn't take it because in order for a vaccine to be effective, it has to go under years of research and trials for it to be effective, to gather a full picture of what exactly it is that we're dealing with and what exactly it is that we're putting into our bodies. Um, there are a lot of vaccines out there now. I mean, there's a population that don't believe in vaccinating their kids or getting vac vaccination, vaccinations as an adult, even though they might have been vaccinated as a child. But it it really depends on uh, the person and what they're willing to put in their body. 
and I'm, I'm vaccinated. I believe in vaccinations. I vaccinated my children. Um, I've done my own research and I'm, I'm comfortable with that and saying that I know I'm protecting my children to the best of my ability, but when it comes to something that kind of pushed to try and get a result, um, I'm not comfortable with, with doing that. I wouldn't recommend it to any of my family members and I wouldn't put it in my body only because it's a process and you can't force the process when it comes to something like that. Right. No, I would agree 100%. Like me, myself, I personally don't believe in vaccines. I've never been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So me personally, um, I don't believe in vaccines. I myself have never been vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not going to, I kind of lightweight thought about the COVID vaccine. Um, but then the same thing popped in my head, you know, like, can they develop a vaccine for something that quick, you know? Um, so I'm glad you touched on that. So it gave me a little bit more insight. I see it more along the lines as I'm a firm believer in you get what you pay for. So mm-hmm. if you want something to be worthwhile, you may have to spend a little bit more money. Right. Like she touched on, we're not weird because we're not involved with it, but it seems like, you know, they're trying to get this into the market as fast as possible. Right. So when you do right. that, you know what I'm saying? The quality of what you're actually producing is, is all, some most of the time is not that great. Yeah. You could be right. like, you know, have like, you know, bird noises, side effects or something like that. You know, you could be doing, you don't know what's going to happen with that, with that vaccine. I mean, uh, the side effects are kind of unknown. So imagine like you're just walking and looking like a messed up flamingo, you know, I don't know. I think the vaccine is going to make you look like a bird. <laughs> yeah. You, you never know, you know? So I, I got a, a, a question, Ms. Bernie. So with you working in the hospital and in your industry, I know you're not directly involved or affected by what's going on, but like, when you get home from work, is does your husband kind of hesitate to come? Hesitate to give you a hug when you get home, like hose like, down. You or know, something does, or? He, does he make you disinfect <laughs> yourself before you walk through the house? Like, how does yeah, that work? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, coming home, I have a process. Um, a lot of nurses do, um, and this was pre-COVID as well. Uh, we kind of pull into our garage, close the garage, and, and hope and pray that it's closed all the way before we. Uh, commence to undressing but that's kind of what we do we, we use, have a basket and a bucket sometimes we have bleach and some water in a bucket and we put our um our shoes in it and clean the bottom of it and we just undress in the garage and then I put my clothes in a bag and put it straight into the washer that I don't leave my scrubs laying around or my shoes anywhere accessible for my kids to touch because all all that lives on materials and it's it can be something that my kids can get or, or they can touch. So I do everything possible to keep my area clean and to minimize any type of transmission or bringing anything home from the hospital. Right. With that being said, like, what are your thoughts? I know everybody has different views since we're talking about cleanliness and sanitation. Um, like people wearing gloves out in public, like, is it better to wear the gloves, better not to wear the gloves, just keep your hands washed? What are, what are some of your tips on, on that? <laughs> So I would say not to wear gloves Um, only because, like I said before, if you're not used to wearing them and knowing how to take them off, knowing what you can and can't touch, you're doing more harm than good. Putting gloves on, um, I'll I'll, I'll give you this example. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of my coworkers gave this example to somebody and they said, if you want to know how many things you're touching, get a Clorox wipe, walk around your house, and instead of touching it with your hand, touch it with your wipe. 
and you can leave a residue around and you can see how many things you touch in a matter of 30 minutes to an hour and it's countless things. A lot of people that are putting these gloves on are touching everything possible, touching their wallet, going in their wallet, touching their wallet, pulling out their card, then touching the, the keys on the ATM or grabbing things off the shelf, deciding that this isn't what they want, putting it back on the shelf and then touching their cart and then scratching their face, pulling their mask down, doing all of these things. And people aren't realizing that in touching all of these things, I'm, I still have the germ on my hands instead of being cautious of what it is that I'm touching and minimizing what it is I'm touching. But uh, family members, um, I've actually had this conversation with them, um, wore gloves out and they thought that they were protecting themselves. In actuality, they were doing more harm than good because they were going to stores with the gloves on, getting in their car with the gloves on, touching everything in their car, and then going home and taking them off in the midst of them getting from point A to point B, they touch countless things and they've spread so many different types of germs and everything that they've touched. So pretty much the gloves turn into what you would call a, a carrier in a sense? Yes. All right. So Stephanie, I understand that. I understand that. Makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, it, it's funny how those little things count, especially like with everything that's going on. I mean... Um, there's so many different, uh, you want to say, theories of how people want to conduct themselves, like with you know, no gloves, gloves, you know, all these other stuff. And I don't know. It's kind of what, what do you what do you feel as far as like the the whole part about being infected and then being immune to it? I mean, do you think that's even possible? Um. I don't know about being immune to it because there's a lot of people that have, have been affected from it that have gotten it again. Really? So it hasn't protected them at all. No, there's, there's a number of people that have known they've gotten it that, um, got a second wave of it as well. So, um, I know one of the arguments was the only way that we're going to get over it, um, is by herd immunity, which is, which means that everybody has to get it in order for us to all develop this immunity to it and it to just basically become like the flu. It's just something that lingers around. It's always going to be there, um, but it's just a matter of how everybody's body is going to process it and either you're going to get over it or you're sad to say you're going to die from it. Um, but it, so I, don't, I don't believe in the immunity to it, no. Like, yeah, that's kind of a scary thought, you know what I mean? Like playing COVID roulette, if you will, you know what I mean? Like get it and hope you survive. <laughs> kind of a scary thought. So it, it is very scary. So what what would you recommend? well I don't, okay, well I can I can I, I feel comfortable asking this. Like what would you recommend, you know, you as a parent and you having the experience and the knowledge, what are you doing uh to protect your children? Like what are what what kind of measures do you take as far as do you let them go out in public? Are you still quarantining? Um, what is your method to all this part, Since the beginning of this, my children have been in quarantine. They haven't um, gone out. We don't do play dates. We, we kind of keep to ourselves. So we have a select group of people. It would, it would be my in-laws, people that watch them when I'm going to work and, you know, their dad. We just minimize the amount of people that we've been around. And if we feel like we want to go and socialize with, People, then we have to establish our quarantine group 
and we do have those friends, but I do not take my kids out in general public um, because kids are nasty little creatures themselves <laughs> and they touch everything and everything. I don't want to run in that mistake of them touching the wrong thing and touching their face. Little walking middle fingers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this uh, comes, this brings us to the conclusion um, of our show before we um, end every show. I always give, um, our members, our panel members, all right, a chance to uh, tell something to the listeners. We'll start with you, Smith CEO. Is there anything you would like to share? Yeah, first and foremost, I want to say um, thank you to Brittany for um, jumping on the show today, sharing your insight on COVID from kind of an insider's point of view, I guess you could say. And thank you to all the first responders, all the healthcare workers out there for all that you guys do. We appreciate it. GQ Nesto. I got to second that emotion. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, we're really, we're really grateful for, you know, all your, you know, dedication and sacrifice that you do for, you know, for, you know, the community. So Brittany, thank you um, to you and your health workers for sure. And, um, you know, definitely uh, wishing nothing but the best for you guys. And Miss Brittany, is there anything you would like to share? I would just encourage people to stay safe, keep doing what you're doing um, and take this virus seriously. It's not something to play around with, even though you can't see the effects of it. Uh, personally, if you're not affected by it, things are happening. People are dying from it, and it's not a joke. Well, once again, so, oh, I'm sorry, did I? I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, um, I just, I just want people to take it more serious. Well, once again, we thank you all for tuning in, Miss Brittany. We thank you for being a part of our show today and our experience. And we want all the listeners to know that we appreciate you. We love you. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. How was your day podcast? We out.